We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. about, about, about. She is the 2018 version of Lisa V. And he is the 2018 version of Randall Keith. Hey, and this is the 2018 first episode of Brunch Culture. That was real, real lame. Um, y'all, welcome to another episode of Brunch Culture. This year, 2018, is the first episode of 2018 of yeah welcome and this is the show i don't know why i'm messing this up this is the show where everything is up for discussion yes and even though we have a new year we have the same president the same one and he is six four is that six four six three um but it's not it's um, the girther the girther movement dun 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 the lies continue. Was, right? Right. That's what it is. We should do like an infomercial. The girth of music. Dun, dun, dun. The Where the continue. lies continue. <laughs> so in 2018, um, so apparently Donald Trump's doctor released, I don't know if it was, a, I think it was a statement saying that he's the picture of health. He is 6'3", 239 pounds. And, you know, he's in the best shape ever. Hmm. You know, well, clearly he's not. I'm not one to like fat shame people, right? Because I'm I, I stay in the gym. I always tell people, look, there's a, a fat boy trapped inside of me named Big Ben. He just really likes to eat. So the reason I have to work out so much is because I have I eat a crap load of stuff. So I'm not into you know talking about nobody's shape. But uh, your president is not 239 pounds. I've never seen this dude in person. So, you know, based on the comparisons of Twitter, he obviously is not 6'3", but, uh, bro, you're not 239 pounds. Like, you're just not. Like, we, uh, 239 pounds is probably just your stomach in itself. <laughs> you know, because he's not like a, he's not like sumo wrestler looking, but this dude is really not 239 pounds. Like, it, it, this idea that he's just kind of like this athletic, fit, jock-looking jock dude. Like, come on. We know this is not the case, Donald Trump. Like, what? Why are we It's not this? real. None of this is real. The whole thing is a lie. It's a scam. It's a scam since, since go. And I don't understand how people advocate for him. Like, I still don't understand that. I don't understand how people get on TV... I don't understand how people do it in private. I don't understand how people get on TV with straight faces and do it. Well, the, his physician, <laughs> this guy, like, that's what you got to love about Twitter, though. You got to love how Twitter takes something like this and makes it a thing. And so you have all these people that are making comparisons of Donald Trump uh, sitting next to standing, standing next to different people. Like they're showing actual ath- athletes that have proof that hey this person is you know actually 6'3 and 239 pounds they look like this like and you know your boy donald trump is just obviously not aligning with this but you know i i just don't know there's this one picture of him next to president obama and they're like president obama's 6'1 donald trump's like he looks like a smidget a hair shorter than president obama and they're like president obama's 6'1 apparently donald trump's 6'3 and yeah, come on, huh? This is just not. Yeah, it's problematic. And yet he's still the president. He has no accountability. It seems like the Republicans don't have a backbone, except the one who keeps saying something. But I think he went too extreme when he compared him to Stalin. Well, I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear that. What's that about? Uh, one of the senators is it Jeff Flake? No, is it him or the one that's going out? I think Arizona. He's in Arizona and he's he's not running for reelection, but he is always he was on the Senate floor yesterday and gave like this scathing rebuke to Donald Trump and none of the Repub- other Republicans backed him on it. Well, at least somebody got some sense. And then um, John McCain joined in. But I mean, those two are out like they're on their way out. So 
the other ones who are trying to stay in, they're not going to jump on the bandwagon because it's politics. Yeah. Obviously. So, and you know, Mitch McConnell and all those folks. So, <sighs> I just know that you know whatever it ha- is happening, they just need to get it together for the- so we don't have this good government shutdown. That's all. Like, you know, we need to. This is <laughs> this is people's it's lives. Always though. about this shutdown, yeah, and it seems like I don't understand why they have to wait to the last minute every time. We, I, I was listening to something, and one of the commentators, I think it was CNN, somebody said it this morning. I was listening to a couple things this morning. Somebody said, like, look, if you go to your job. And you disagree with somebody you have at some point in time, you have a deadline that you guys have to come up with a solution. You have a deadline and you have to do it or else you will not have a job. You don't continue. You you aren't able to continuously just make these type of types of errors, decisions, prolong stuff, make it seem like, you know, we can't reach an agreement. So this is not going to happen at some point in time. You have to make a decision and move forward or you're going to be out. I feel like we are in the same situation. Like this is your job. You guys are here for a reason. This is part. This is a part of the duty that you have. Like, yo, y'all got to come up with some sort of way to figure this out amongst each other so that we don't have this literally the government shutting down doesn't just affect like a minute group of people. It it vastly affects so many of us. And this is honestly like it's embarrassing. Like on a whole other level, this is just embarrassing as hell. Like, why are we doing this? Let's not let's figure out a way to get this crap together and make it happen. This makes no sense. But they don't care that this is embarrassing. It's all about their agenda. Of course, so they don't care. It's, a, it's power moves. That's what it's about. It's about power moves. It's about, you know, saying like, hey, I'm not going to be pushed around or suckered into doing this by anybody else. It's a power move. Yeah. Although, and it's unfortunately the people suffer all the time. And then we have, you know, your good president that wakes up in the morning and decides to just kind of tweet as just it's as if it's just like, you know, not even that big of a deal. Well, he was going down to Miralaco, um, but he canceled that because of which I'm going to give him and because people said something about it. Yeah, I I will say like as you I had give, to give, him, give Trump. Props? Yeah, I I don't want to say give him props because I mean this is to be expected, right? But knowing who he is, he honestly could have. I wouldn't have been surprised if he decided to still go. And just kind of be like, I mean, whatever you would have had people that would have made excuses for him. You'd have had people that would have been like, well, you know, it's not like they were going to reach a deal anyway. He was advised to do so. He had already made plans. He needed to go like people were saying today. Oh, well, optically, this is a bad. This is really bad. It would look bad. Of course, he wouldn't have gone. But. I'm saying like dude could have gone and gotten away with it. Look how much other stuff he's done and gotten away with it. He could have done it. So I kind of just got to say, all right, bro. Like I, I give you a little bit of like, thank, thankfully you're making like a sensible decision. At least one, <laughs> like at <laughs> least one, like, you know, cause you could have just gone and he, he really could have just gone and people would have been like, Oh, you know, I mean, president Obama was taking, uh, vacation and you know there was a school shooting or something like people to find a way to <clears throat> justify this and say that President Obama did something so the fact that he decided hey I'm not gonna go for whatever reasons whether he was playing politics or whatever the fact that he still do it like I've seen we've seen constantly time after time he has done things and not really cared about what was gonna happen and what people were gonna say and knowing that this was going to be a talking point. And the fact that he didn't do this, I was like, all right, you seem like you have at least a piece of sense in this moment. I got to, you know, I ain't gonna give him too much props, but I got to give him a little something like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's the real deal out here. So speaking of uh, people that don't, um, aren't, I don't even know. What's next in <laughs> mimosas and OJ is <laughs> people that like you off yeah because I was Trump. like I I just I, you know what else is crazy Offset getting his tattoo of Cardi B Offset <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. 
So this is real stupid. Him, every time I every time I hear Offset, I automatically think about that video of them saying Offset and Bad and Bougie, and then like Katy Perry being there and her doing the little awkward like white girl dance. Oh wow! I haven't. You 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 haven't seen that video? No, I haven't. It, It was. It's funny, like the first time you watch it, and the next time it's like, this really how it happens, like. She's like awkwardly. She's on stage with Migos, and I guess she's like feeling the the music. But it's like y'all are performing or they're performing, and you're there, and she just makes it real awkward. And it seems like, see, this is why nobody can't let y'all do nothing. Cause like, come, they, they let you be on stage, Katy Perry. You just made the whole thing weird. Like, just kind of like vibe out to it. You know what I'm saying? She doing like a like a robot dance. It was just real awkward. So every time she I was hit, on I was one like, and three. One and th- no, so that was my cousin had a theory. So my cousin had this theory, right? And she always told me she said um, they are not on. They dance on the upbeat, not the downbeat. But I tested it. You know, I'm a band geek, so I tested, it and I'm like, they're not even on the. You aren't on any. It's just wrong. The whole thing is wrong. Like you're not. See, on I don't want to judge three, her because I feel like four. I'm rhythm rhythmically challenged. So well, I I'm know not, that so sometimes when terrible. the music goes one way, I go another. It's terrible. It's um, just all the way terrible. I, I don't know. But, you know, this her relationship with Cardi B and Offset, I just feel like I feel sorry for Cardi B because this was her 2017 was her year. And then she got engaged and it was a big deal. And then it's just like he keeps cheating on her publicly. And now he got this tattoo. I'm like, hey. Well, he's not publicly doing it. He's just getting caught. <laughs> well, yeah. And, but isn't that still publicly, though? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, and she's she knows it. And I just, I don't know. It's like, it's like her offset is always on. Sis, is this your man? And I just feel like that's that's problematic. <laughs> So you're gonna expose the group? Is that is this supposed to be a secret? I don't know. All right. So if y'all don't right. So if y'all don't know, I got pimped to this 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 group called Sis Is This Your Man, and Lisa told me about it. My homegirl told me about it because she said she stayed on there and she was like, "It's crazy." So apparently, but I think it's a secret group. Like you can't. I don't think it's like a secret. Like people don't know about it. But I think it's like you have to be accepted. You know how p- groups are like private. So you can go look at it, but you can't be a member until somebody else in the group makes you a member. So just know that women are on that women are always like 10 steps ahead. And so in this day and age of being like, yo, you know, you live in D.C. and D.C. is so many different. They people, have chapters. So many different click. They have so, chapters, so this is so like they have like. You have to be careful out here. They taking your photos and they putting them in groups and they running them by each other <laughs> to figure out if you belong to another girl. Like you gotta be real careful in 2018. You understand me? Like this is not. You can't be out here just living recklessly without checking. You gotta check yourself. Like you gotta make sure. I hope I wasn't supposed to tell it. I don't know if it's a secret or not. It probably was a secret though, because if it's a secret group, right? I'm gonna go look it up on Facebook. (laughs) The fact that you're going to research it to see if it's a secret group. Why it came up as soon as it? (laughs) Six posts a day. They got a Jacksonville chapter, a New York. The that they have chapters. This is like was like a, a organization. Like y'all pay dues. It said, "Hey, what's ladies, going? I made this group so women can expose the lies men tell." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a lot of people in this group. Steps ahead. It's crazy. Yeah, you can't join it. You gotta ask. You gotta be requested to be in it. So you basically saying that somebody need to add Cardi B to. Sisters. This one said, "Sis, is this your man, Florida? Post pics of dudes found out if he's cheating on you. They got sis, is this your man, Jacksonville? Oh, this is deep. It's a lot of these. This is some real, some for real, for real. Yeah, this you is must some for real, for real verify stuff. with admin 
No. What? No dudes allowed. <laughs> no dudes allowed. <laughs> oh man, it's for real. This is real. This is a real deal. Yeah, this is. Man. So you gonna add Cardi B to Sisters This Your Man? The crazy thing is, I love this illustration. I gotta send you this, Randall, because it's it got like a little hand holding the uh like the bathroom um how they had a bathroom men on the bathroom door. What? I'm sorry because you you probably not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm you know honest. the the men on the bathroom door, like you know like how they the had little, an illustration. Yeah, right. They hand a girl hand holding that dude up like sister sister man oh i get it i see what you mean yeah i just hilarious 2018 you got to be careful out here you can be look (laughs) delete all your don't don't do pictures delete all your social media i mean no i mean you have a picture of him no that's but i'm saying like so you got to be fair guys got to have a way to combat this so like you got to be you got to be fair like dudes got to like team up and be like look I'm going to delete all my social media accounts. Um, Did you see it? No, I didn't. I didn't get it. Did you send it to me? Oh, yeah. I I just got it. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh, I thought she was like holding it up. She's dangling him. That's you didn't even. Yeah, she's dangling the guy (laughs) and and almost like trash that she's throwing out. Like, sis, is this your man? Wow. Well, I mean, I think it's a really good solid thing. Four hundred and ten members. That's only the that's the New York chapter. Wow. There is so many chapters on there. So Cardi but this is the chapter that Cardi B should be a part of. Yeah. But I mean she need to be cross cross chapter because I mean he's <laughs> he's international. <laughs> that's the only way. You know how the FBI like have to come in and they miss certain stuff or criminal minds. See, I know I always got the criminal minds illustration. <laughs> like some people that that are serial killers get away with it because they cross state lines. So it's never it never gets put together. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. each state is operating off a different system. But then the FBI comes in and they're able to see. So see people that cheat and they cheating with somebody that's in NYC sis is this your man if they cheating in it with somebody long distance they might never get caught see they need a universal group they need to be corresponding these chapters this is way 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 too much way (laughs) too much and likely the reason that people are going to end up with sex dolls (laughs) because they try to get cheated on yeah this whole sex doll craze so like i saw yeah i've been thinking it was this was a joke like i saw this one video of some guy he was kind of like an awkward looking guy like is that the one where he would he He lives with his parents yeah he was like massaging the doll's feet oh yeah he said at first it was all about that him and the doll were having sex at first all the time (laughs) and now they're really is it that it's not that hard to get laid it's really not like it's but he said that he now they have an awesome relationship and I'm like she doesn't talk to you like she as the video yo as I was watching the video and he's like he went everything for her. He put her spot on and massage her feet, and then the video clip, the video pan to her face, <laughs> and he stuck her tongue back in. <laughs> I don't understand. Like it's something. He's sick. First of all, he's sick. Yo, he's a sick individual. No, but there's a lot of sick people in this world. If I ever get to that place, understand me. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. (laughs) (laughs) That is like, that's a whole other level. That's a low. So they got men one. Men dolls as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't didn't see them, but I'm assuming they have them. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it looked like Ken. So Ken dolls. (laughs) So, um, 
all deaf digital did a uh response to it and they had the like the men and women version it was it's some crazy stuff but it's like i think people are people are saying like some people are saying they could they could just be with that and not have to deal with the drama i think for me so it would kind of make sense if there was some sort of like movement but see that's the thing they can some of them i think can they can move like yeah they can they can like but i feel like and this is just me uh what if that malfunctions like you could be in some serious trouble <laughs> like electrocution there's so many things <laughs> Who do you call? <laughs> Who do you call <laughs> if you get stuck in the thing? How does that even work, yo? Like, <laughs> I don't know. You people be too embarrassed to call the police. That's right, because I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, how do? Hi, uh, hi. This is um. My name is. That seems like a hazard, and though. I like. Got- stuck <laughs> like what no like what if it has an electrical ma- malfunction and you wait, get electrocuted wait, you, like that's scary oh, like it's the ones that move they do need to have some sort of okay it's just it's, it's, it's weird so have you ever watched westworld mm-mm. okay so westworld the it's kind of like it's a hbo thing the premise is like you know there's this world that was created and they have these uh robots but the robots look just like humans like you can't tell the difference between a, a robot and a human and so i thought it was weird and awkward i heard about the show before i actually started watching it um and i thought it was real awkward but then when you're watching the show it takes for me it took a little bit to kind of get into it but then i was like okay i get it because the 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 robots they talk they're programmed but they talk just like humans they have like this like free conversation mode where they can respond it's like off the cuff and they they people go obviously of course people go to like live out these fantasies or whatever so you know if you have a fantasy of like being in like a cowboy shoot out you can do that and the thing is that they can kill the robots but the robots can't kill humans and so mm-hmm. of course people go and do that and then they engage in like sex with them and all this other stuff so the, if if it were like a robot set up just like that i still wouldn't want to do it but i i could understand people being like oh you know i got this robot and that's all i need because when i want to talk the robot responds to me because it has like artificial intelligence and like I feel like I'm talking to somebody like, yes, this is probably programmed. Yes. There's like certain limitations, but I don't notice those limitations, but this is literally a doll. That's just laying there. And old boy is like massaging her feet, putting on socks, talking about this is this, this is the difference between being alone and feeling lonely. And he was like, he, he doesn't mind being alone now, but he doesn't feel lonely because of this doll. That's literally just sitting there looking up at the air. Like, huh? Like, bro, what is this? It's he's probably giving her like her own identity, and he feels probably like she talks to him. I wouldn't doubt. Just it. put me. I'm telling you, I, I'm giving you permission. Put me right on out of my permission, my misery. Don't just let it go. Don't um. Yeah, I'm good. I won't be mad. Like you can just take Randall right on out, and you got the podcast to prove it. <laughs> I said, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they don't get uh, people don't get addicted to them like they do iPhones. Womp womp. I don't this whole like I think you it was didn't like Steve, my transition. Mm, it wasn't your transition. It's just the, the idea of people saying that like I Apple needs to come up with this way to make the iPhone less less addictive. It's a human responsibility. I just, and so how I heard about it was that I got like a notification on my phone from like Apple news that said, um, there was like parents that are starting a petition to petition Apple to make the iPhone more kid, less addictive to kids. That's what it was. Why did you give your kid a iPhone? First off, that's it. That's the first thing. Like why? And then second is like, Yo, it's probably addictive because you continue to allow them to use it 
all the time for everything. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know, but I don't feel like you can blame the company that manufactures this and say they need to make it less addictive. Like, that's almost like, that's almost like somebody loving, I don't know, donuts and telling Krispy Kreme, like, you got to make your donuts less addictive. Like, I can't. It's not. I, I make the product. I make a. I try to make a good product that will sell. But it's kind of up to you whether you get addicted to it or not. You know, like that's mm-hmm. really your. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they can. I can put out like warning labels about the nutritional facts. But like that's kind of really up to you. That's your thing. Um. So I, it's just. I feel like this is another way of somebody pointing a finger at somebody else and being like, "It's your fault that I do this." And it's like, well, I mean. <laughs> I didn't make you buy this product. Like you kind of had to, you know, if your child is addicted to them, maybe you got to teach them about like setting boundaries and, you know, you only get a certain amount of time to engage and interact. Maybe you actually need to engage and interact with them outside of the phone with another way. Maybe you need to wait till they're old enough to get it. Like, I don't know if it's Apple's fault that your kid is addicted to an iPhone. Like that just sounds a little crazy for me. I don't know. Yeah, so I hope Yeah I hope the parents get smarter And just take the phone away Um, I think that would be a better solution give, give us to people get smarter <laughs> Everybody Just give your children set times They have to get on the phone You're the adult, take the phone yeah, I mean, just, You pay for it Just take it away You may have security controls on it Like you could give people set times yeah, I don't I just don't I don't know what the justification. So apparently this is something that like uh, I think psychologists are really studying. And so they have, you know, like studies and I'm interested. I'm one of those people that I'm open to say like, oh, let's look at what the data says. Maybe I am not thinking about it in the right way. But honestly, just on the premise of you telling me that the phone is too addictive and and specifically the iPhone, which is kind of there was other thing that was bizarre to me. I mean, Android phones, Samsung, LG, uh, who else makes Android phones? Nokia, all these people, Blackberry, they make Android phones. How is it that your kid is just addicted to the iPhone and not? addicted to these other things and it's the company's fault when essentially all of the phones pretty much do the same thing they all have apps um they have an app store they allow you to text and snapchat and video chat and call and play music all of them essentially do the same thing so it sounds more like you're just finding a problem because you chose to buy the apple product and so you have a problem with it and not necessarily that it's the company's fault because they kind of all do the same thing but i mean yeah (laughs) <laughs> we just got to be smarter people all around be smarter that's that's the takeaway from 2018 be, be smarter, smarter. <laughs> so y'all tell us what y'all think what do y'all think about donald trump what do y'all think about the iphone sex dolls cardi b and official no i'm talking about official offset hashtag chat bc we'll be back with our main dish And we're back with our main dish. Today's main dish is on Martin Luther King Jr. His birthday was just, we celebrated his birthday on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. Um, And for many, um, Martin Luther King's legacy is complicated. Um, And for many, it has been, as Candace Bimbo wrote, in essence, gentrified. Um, and which was a, 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 I think, a great choice of words because it 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 really is has been hijacked because we only hear the quotes on love and forgiveness. We don't hear when he's saying, "Hey, we need our money." Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> we don't hear like those calls of justice. The same people. It was funny. I think you posted the meme about people who were criticizing the protests, but then celebrating MLK as if he wouldn't have advocated for something like Colin Kaepernick was doing. Right, right. So the hypocrisy in that um, and it's just not people not reading it. And I think you know (laughs) they hated MLK. 
yeah. back in the day. Right. Um, he was on the FBI's list of like most dangerous people, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean, it's like now that he's dead, okay, we celebrate him. He has but a monument. He, <laughs> yeah, he has a monument. But that's not how he was thought about when he was alive. They right. killed him. Right. And it's just I think this point was even driven home for me even the more when I told you I had to speak at a place and after I spoke, my my lecture wasn't on MLK at all. It was on like the disparities between how we understand theology in black and white spaces. Right. And so a white woman came up to me after and she was starting talking about her people uh, white uh, black students that she has as a teacher and she was like why are they so angry and then she goes on to say why can't they be more like MLK and I'm like what First, it really threw me off guard I was like what are we even talking about right now Right. but it's just like how people have this how she remembers or how she thinks MLK was. Yeah, how she processes she, his legacy. Yeah. 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 It's he was all about love and nonviolence and <laughs> you know, he was, you know, why can't people understand that? And then she started talking about spirituals and how they were so unifying and it seems like black people are just so disconnected from that now. They're just so angry and violent, <laughs> especially her students. And I'm like did she cry? Oh, she did cry. She cried, right? It's just so, it's so sad. Yeah, that bad. Is. It just, it just, they're so angry. <laughs> you sound just like I don't want to. I'm not trying to pick on her because I really like. If you know me, you know that I'm not really emotional. So I was really thrown off. Like I didn't know what to do in that moment. <laughs> Because I was like, what the heck is happening? Um, I was like, mayday, mayday, mayday. Abandoned um, ship, abandoned ship. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it just shows you how how people think of MLK right. and why it's so problematic. Because right. it's not the truth. It's, you know, he did advocate for nonviolence. Mm-hmm. He was a peaceful man. Mm-hmm. But he also said things that were disruptive Mm-hmm. to the system mm-hmm. he challenged so, the system yeah yeah so, and no, so go ahead you, no you go ahead i was just gonna say the, the 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 thing that people fail to realize is that non-violence does not mean complacent non-violence does not mean sitting by idly and not doing anything if that were the case then we would not even be talking about this individual as a whole <laughs> and so a part of the reason that you know there was such such an impact and and he was able to to make moves and 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 change things and really shed light and depict America for what it was and and show the world the injustice as it happened is because he was challenging things he was literally putting it on the spotlight in the forefront they were staging marches. They were boycotting things and they were bringing cameras and getting the news to come out and to see this stuff happening. And a part of being nonviolent was a tactic to show that we aren't doing anything. We are not doing anything outside of our legal right, which is that we have the ability to assemble and to protest peacefully, which is what we we are doing. And in that we are getting hosed down. We're getting beaten. We're getting dogs sicked on us like we're getting arrested, violently arrested. Like that was the whole point. And so in him being nonviolent, it doesn't mean that he was just this kumbaya, my Lord, person that was sitting by not doing anything. He was shaking stuff up. And that was that's a part of the reason that we respect him and we revere him in the way that we do. And we know him for what he is. And I, I think it was it's interesting. So I didn't read that. I didn't read that article. I haven't read that article yet. But I think it is very important to to just use using the terminology of gentrification, because essentially that's what it is. We think about what how we see gentrification today that is taken like, you know, urban areas and <laughs> making them very white friendly, um, mm-hmm. making them very 
comfortable to people that are coming from the outside and that are looking in and making them kind of like almost erasing a lot of the history that was there, be it that intentional or unintentional is still happening. And in the same way, this is what we do with MLK. Um, when people talk about MLK, when someone talks about like an MLK parade, it is all about, you know, peace and unity. And that's what it was for. And it's like, this is that, that is, that was the ultimate goal. And that's what, you know, MLK was trying to get to, but the, the March on Washington, the March on Washington for jobs and freedom. Like if you look at the whole title, it kind of tells you that it was not because, you know, we, I, he was he did, he was looking for or the the, the entire group the, the movement that he represented wasn't just looking to hold hands and say hey let's just be nice it was like we want to do that but we want to get to that point by challenging you on the things that happened and so when I made that post um that I saw about like uh Colin Kaepernick it was to me it was like this is this is it this is what I've been saying people that say like oh you know he, I don't mind him protesting but he just has to find a place to do it like that's what they said about MLK <laughs> like and so you can you look at MLK as just like this figure that has been like the pillar of hope and you know oh my gosh we just need pattern of people and the reason I, I joked about the lady that you were talking about because I've had a similar situation situation with somebody that wasn't talking about MLK specifically but in talking about the 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 separation between um race in in our country races in our country and even this seeming divide amongst black people. I've spoken to somebody that also, you know, entered into that conversation with tears. And to me, it was hilarious. And it's very funny because to me, I'm always <laughs> just like, it's so funny how like when you have to face your issues and the stuff that you've done or, or, you know, people like you have done or, you know, your inability to consider somebody that is not a majority you I you always have to in, like insert tears. It's almost like, and it's it, to me, it becomes extremely draining because it's like, all right, so let's have this conversation without you trying to cry to tell me that you know, I, remind me that you're not a bad guy. Like I never said you were a bad guy, but <laughs> we can have this conversation without the tears. Save the tears. Step away. You know, go to the bathroom, check yourself, and come back so we can talk. Because I'm not you crying. I'm not gonna be like, oh, let me be less. You know solid on my position about it like that's just not it so that's why i made the joke about her but i really think that's how people feel i feel like when people um hear about mlk and when people want to talk about it people always want to talk about him from this almost like god like view um in the sense that like oh you know he was about togetherness and he wouldn't have challenged the system and it's like no that's why he died that's why he was assassinated because he was challenging a system um and then you know even as we we start to talk about it from the standpoint of within the community the entire community was not for this movement in the same way that we look at what we have now in terms of like the black lives matter movement it wasn't something that everybody was on board for you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and there were people that felt like what the civil rights movement and what was happening should not have happened. Um, I mean, and so we, we, we tend to forget it. And I say that I, I mentioned it within the community too, so we can check ourselves and realize that, you know, when somebody is challenging the status quo, history smiles on them. If we think about Colin Kaepernick, history is going to smile on Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick. The present day probably isn't not in the way in which it should. And, and, and for me, there was another reason that it's so important to see like him get, you know, person of the year award or to be acknowledged by these very influential people. It's because what we have a tendency to do. And I was actually just talking about this somewhat earlier, but what we have a tendency to do is we, we miss an opportunity to celebrate somebody because they are shaking stuff up and making people uncomfortable. Um, and when somebody makes a person uncomfortable, we don't, it's, it's like, no, I don't want to deal with that, especially if it's something that we can't see or we don't personally experience. And I'm talking about this is like people and human beings in general. And so to know that and to see us doing it now, and if you take a step back and 
think about, read about, hear about, you know, the civil rights movement, you know that it wasn't everywhere that MLK went. People were like jumping up and be like, oh, there's Martin. Let's help him. Like it wasn't like that. But history has smiled on him so well. And almost, I believe, you know, the powers that be, if you will, kind of wanted to take this this figurehead and say, how can we take this person and make this like a cornerstone of why people should not be violent or a cornerstone of why people should be a little less vocal and try to like brainwash and, and, and gentrify, if you will, gentrify this figure in that sense to kind of use it as a way to kind of shut people up and silence people. So I remember having one conversation with somebody that made it a point to note that MLK was a Republican, which is like <laughs> the first level of <laughs> you really finna fire me up. Right. And so we were having this conversation and they were trying to explain to me that, you know, if MLK was alive, he would still be a Republican. Er, Absolutely wrong. Do you realize that he had no, it wasn't about the party values. It was about him need him having an opportunity and this party being the party that was giving a voice and, and given uh, consideration to black people. And so if this is the end that the way that I can step into this space to push the agenda for the entire community and for the movement as a whole, then this is the avenue that I'm going to take. But if we look at parties as, as they are now, uh, MLK would not be sitting over here talking about this GOP tax bill is like <laughs> what black people need. It, he would not be saying that, hey, um, black unemployment is 6.2%. Oh, well, it's as low as it's ever been in the past 10 years. Like, no, he would still be critical of <laughs> of the system to say, hey, how is it that white white uh unemployment can be 2.7% or whatever it is today and black unemployment is triple that what what are we doing like he would still be critical and you can't tell anybody that has read anything about who MLK was as a figure would know that and so i think we i think we have to be even us as like as black people as we celebrate mlk those are the things that we have to be mindful of and those are the things that we have to push back for and honestly take back this important figure to our community in a way to align him with things that are happening today um yeah and we have to be intellectually honest about his complex legacy and about his personal his personal dealings. Cause I feel like absolutely I've seen people I've, and I see this all the time where white folks will bring up um, maybe his indiscretions as far as him cheating on his wife and then black people act like he didn't do it. Right. And I'm like, that's not, you don't win an argument by lying on the person's legacy. Right. If they did it, they did it. And, like, and, and the thing is, and the thing it is... It doesn't take away from the fact that he was great. Right. And that's what I was going to say. The thing is, you know, I've had, I've gotten into debates with people that say, hey, you know, this was the FBI putting this stuff out there. You know, there's no factual, nobody has, nobody has like a video recording of this stuff happening. You know, this is the FBI that's, that's planting this stuff. And so it could all be made up. Now there are people within the, in the community. If you've ever uh, read uh, Ralph Abernathy, which is his best friend, if you ever read his um, autobiography, he, he speaks on that too, which there's a whole other, you know, thing and kind of, some people believe it to be a conspiracy or a whole other thing about Ralph Abernathy stealing money from him and, you know, him just not being him being jealous of MLK. But in my mind, I always say, but some kind of way he was MLK just kept him there. Like, that's just a bit anyway. Um, and so there are people that disagree or don't want to talk about that. But I say, like, OK, so even if we say that, hey, there is no, I didn't see it. I don't say anything. I didn't see it with my own eyes. So I can't argue you down that, oh yes, he did it and this happened. But the the inability to even consider that as a thing and us to not see how, yo, 
we as people, there's this duality that we all exist in. We are simultaneously incredible people that do incredible things and have very, very flawed characteristics about us. Right. And that is just human nature as a whole. So let's be able to accept, grapple with and even debate you know, his personal life in the sense of, okay, if that happened, what does that mean? And what does that take away from this movement? What does this take away from him as an orator, as a writer, as somebody that was able to lead a movement and that was put pushed at the forefront to lead the movement because of his talent, because of his intellect? Does that take anything away from what he's done, what he's been able to get accomplished? No, it does not. And so, In that sense, I think we gain power as people when we're really able to talk about those things. And I think I say this, too. I think that it almost acts as an inspiration to us. Many times I think that we think about ourselves and we don't understand the power that we have and we don't understand that the roles that we could step into in our own communities or our own lives because we're so busy thinking about you know, how would this be if this person found out about this about me or, you know, I'm not perfect altogether or I'm not this. And it's like truthfully throughout history, ain't nobody been perfect, yo. But we still have these incredible, um, incredibly amazing people and they've been able to do that and and be successful. And they mean so much to our ability to sit here on this podcast today and to talk so openly, you know, without in the criticize things without having the fear that once we put this out, the FBI is going to come out and get us. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have to worry about this. And this is because of the sacrifices of the people before us. So, and those people were flawed. So in the same way that we're flawed in the same way that we'll have this discussion and somebody will agree or disagree or criticize us. And that's fine. We are still challenging ourselves and we're still challenging the culture by having this. And that's exactly what MLK did. So I feel like, we as a, as a community kind of set ourselves up for failure when we want to run from certain realities of like people being human, like they can be amazing and be flawed. Like that is okay. Like it really is okay. It's something that, you know, I think that in times past, I like to say during like the Cosby show years, we weren't able to do. My comparison, and I don't want to like veer off too much, but like my comparison of um, saying like, hey, the reason that I'm okay with there being a Cosby show and then there also being a how to get away with murder or a scandal today is literally because we there was a time period where we had to be perfect. We had to purport ourselves as being like extremely perfect and we're so flawed. We're so flawless and we don't have it. We don't have any types of problems. And the reason that I can accept that we do have problems and we do have crazy stuff, even with all the stuff like President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama, like I just feel like they are the epitome of if I ever wanted to say like goals, if you will, of a relationship, like I'm going to give y'all goals. Right. Just from what I see. But if I find out that there was any type of argument, disagreement, infidelity, whatever, I'm not going to be shocked and say like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe never he could. The president could never do that. The first lady could never do like, no, like they could. And they still are incredible. (laughs) They're still at the same time. Amazing. And I think we have to we help ourselves as a community. when We allow us to get to that place to accept that and to be able to have those types of conversations rather than run from it and also kind of add to this gentrification, you know, of a figurehead, if you will. And not just MLK. I mean, we're we're talking about MLK specifically because, you know, of MLK Day was just Monday. But I think as a whole, like for anybody, for any figurehead that we have or leader that we have, um, quote unquote legend that we have, we can talk about the the complicated the complicated nature of that and how uncomfortable a, a specific action or allegation about them is and how there might be some merit and some truth to that and still simultaneously be able to give them credit for what they have done and to be able to live in that and walk through that freely i think we do ourselves a disservice when we fail to do that mhm yeah 
I think that's so, so vital that we do that, like that we understand the complexities of a person before we we make these assumptions about them or try to paint them in a certain light. Right. And and, and allow somebody else to do it, too. I think that's the other thing, because even for people that even for people that may be open to having that type of dialogue or understanding that, you know, if somebody else wants to, and this is kind of a thin line, but I'll say this in terms of like somebody from the white community, right? If somebody from the white community wanted to come in to have a conversation about, you know, the complicated nature of MLK or like saying like, Hey, you know, have you read this, this book that talks about MLK being a preacher and being a man of faith, and he was also, uh, you know, soliciting prostitutes, right? And if if they if this was something that somebody outside of the community wanted to have a conversation with, I think it's uh, depending on the person and how they present it. But I think it it's helpful to engage that person and to also drive that point home that hey. It, I may not personally believe this. I don't agree with this. I I see what you have. I'm reviewing your facts or, you know, wherever you're getting this from. And I'm saying like, yo, that's not I don't agree with it. But even if that were the case, what does that do? What does that take away from what they achieved and they accomplished? Nothing. And I think being able to do that and being able to challenge other people outside the community, because we definitely move with a sense of like we keep stuff we keep stuff in-house stuff in-house and i i want to say i believe that i used to really believe it because i was raised to believe that and now in in some spaces i do believe that it's not everybody's business to to do stuff i do believe there's certain things that i'm not going to discuss with people outside of a community just because you're not going to understand it but i also believe in if if the the situation and the setup is right and you want to engage me on a topic, I can engage you on that, but I can also at the same time defend the the legacy of that person, the good part of the legacy of that person, all of the the accomplishments that they've they've been able to have and the things that they've been able to do for the community. I don't think any of that is changed or shaken by potentially saying that they were human (laughs) yeah and i think it's a part of fairness like too if if i say that i if i if we are both human beings and if i have the right to critique you i think you have the right to critique me i just think that's a part of fairness and communication right but i don't think sometimes we give space for white people to do that when it comes to people we hold dear, like you're saying. And and, and, and with good, you know what I'm saying? Like, with, <laughs> with good, good reason. reason. Now, yeah, now good I understand reason the sure. reason. Right. But I think if we want to be fair in communication, we have to give people space to even ask the questions. Because I've seen people who, even when the question is posed, they automatically defend it and go yeah. in. Like, yeah. Yeah. tear the person apart. Yeah. And the person genuinely can be legit at, at trying to understand like, how do you reconcile the two? Right. And I think, you know, like you're saying, this whole idea of we don't we don't share our our business out. I, I, I get it, like you're saying, but it's like what's problematic is a false sense of unity. Yeah. And painting like we all are on the same page and like going back in history, like like you're saying, a lot of black people didn't support them. I heard um, at our NAACP uh uh, a freedom fund dinner here we had april ryan and she talked about it was like less than 10 percent of black churches supported mlk and she mm. was like that fact get that fact gets lost in history because we think of him as a black preacher leading a black church movement but the fact is that most black churches didn't even support mlk right and so to paint this picture as if it was some super unified movement and that we were all behind it. Like you're saying, it's just not real. It's just not right. And it create, it really creates a space that we can look at (laughs) the current movement and even future movements. And you can criticize those from this 
this like very false sense of reality of what happened in the past. Um, and that's when we do our, ourselves a, a disservice. You have people not like you think the lady that you mentioned, she said like, you know, black people used to be so you know unified and they were so, ang- they're so angry now. And like, what happened? Why can't they be like MLK? Right. And it's like a part of that. I'm sure she's had a conversation with somebody, um, and they've affirmed that, right? They've affirmed that, you know, during the civil rights movement, black people were just so unified and they just loved each other. And they all went to church and they prayed to black Jesus and it was, they were just all one. And it's like, no, like, yo, fam, people wasn't rocking with the movement <laughs> during the movement as effective as they were, as how as great as it is and how we can talk about it now and look back and hindsight is always 2020. We can do that now but yo truthfully back then it was not it felt just like it feels now it feels disjointed it wasn't as uh perfect as we like to say and then this is not saying that like there are not things to criticize movements about today because there are and there are a number of things we can do but there were issues you know then for sure and we got to understand that we got to know that and we got to accept that and we have to walk through that so that when we see issues now we can say hey look here is how they overcame this type of issue in the past here is something that they didn't have to deal with in the past so but we do know that they had conflict we do know that they had issues we do know that amongst the leaders there were disagreements and conflicts and everybody did not like each other and this person wasn't this person friend then and so when you have two people now that are fighting for the same cause but that have two different views or fall on two different sides it doesn't mean that we're not unified in a sense it means that hey these two people disagree but they're still fighting for the greater good they're still fighting for the people let's continue to move this forward and not stop and get boggled down by the fact that somebody keeps telling us well y'all ain't unified together like we were meanwhile that same person either a was at home not doing it or b telling them y'all shouldn't be doing this because this is gonna cause problems to stir the pot and it just is what it is they white we black let's just live like Shut up. (laughs) Anyway, well, y'all definitely hit us up and let us know what y'all think about MLK. One thing I did want to say, too, is like, let's like, how did y'all how do you spend MLK today? That's one thing that we didn't talk about, but I definitely want to get some feedback from you guys. How are you guys spending your MLK, especially people that. Um, maybe in an area where they don't have an actual MLK parade or you're not a part of an organization that does some sort of service. How do you do it? I know a lot of times in Jacksonville, we say it's a day on, not a day off. So you, you're you supposed to sign up for some sort of service. But do you read anything? Do you, you know, connect with somebody? Do you f- try to find some more inf- information about MLK or Coretta Scott King or even like, you know, the children today? I do know one thing. Uh, MLK's nephew really gets on my nerves, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, did you see yeah, the CNN yes, interview? This, I did, and it just, was just, it was a disaster. I cursed Don the King whole time. Like, I cursed what the, whole, the whole time I was cursing, like the whole time. Pray for me, because it was real bad. But anyway, y'all hit us up, let us know uh, what y'all think. Use the hashtag ChatBC, hit us up on Twitter at Brunch Culture, and on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, and we will be back with our Toaster Roast. <laughs> And we're back with our toast or rose. Today, I want to toast the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am a Jacksonville native. We are both from Jacksonville, actually. Duval. Yes, Duval County. Cat Williams say people know the county before they know the city. Um, because that's we're so popular for our county and our the way we chant Duval. So um I want to say in full disclosure that I am not a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. I have not supported them loyally. I won't call myself a fan because I feel like fans are loyal through good and bad times. I only support them when they win. So I don't think I'm a fan. Um, But I want to shout them out because they might make it to the Super Bowl if they get past Tom Brady and the Patriots. I don't know. Tom Brady did have a hand injury 
in practice. So I'm hoping that maybe that will throw his game off and make a way for the Jags to win and then go to the Super Bowl and win. I'm excited about the possibilities because I think it'll upgrade our city in a big, big way. So I'm not as excited about the team. I'm excited about what it will do for our city as a whole. Um, So that's my thing. I know Shad Khan is happy. He has really helped change that area around anyway. Um, And you know what's so interesting to me? This is kind of off the subject, but they have a pool at the at the stadium and people were in it and it was cold and i that really confused me did you see that picture i did not see the picture but i heard that people were in the like this past sunday were in the pool watching the game which did they maybe they heated it well not this past sunday because that was pittsburgh they were no yeah i'm sorry not this past sunday the sunday before oh yeah maybe maybe they heated it though but they're still in bikinis outdoors Like, Does it have I just like a covering over it. No, know. it doesn't. It's quiet <laughs> in the and it's up high, so you know the higher you go, the colder it gets. <sighs> this is the thing. There was none of us out there, and I knew it wouldn't be. Of course not, because we're smarter than that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't understand. You're gonna, so, catch, you're gonna catch pneumonia. Mm-mm. Toast to Jacksonville for continuing to do what you're doing sometimes it looks like you went on accident but how be ever how are you getting it done continue to get it done <laughs> and let's go all the way to the super bowl i don't know what a number we are is in a win. a win is a win and hey hey you beat tom brady and and win the super bowl i mean our city gonna light up you hear me yeah it's the turn up is gonna be real i actually might even fly home um just for the celebration <laughs> just to run around to celebrate. yeah just to celebrate and cut up and act a monkey maybe we could get a new landing if they do that because let me tell you isn't that supposed to be coming isn't that a part of the whole like no it's not the landing it's like the part around the stadium definitely. yeah well amazon rejected us so i don't know if they're going to do it mm, that's right. we, we were yeah. chopped off the list but dc is still in the running yeah, I'm DC like, has like the dmv area has like three different parts but I'm like, where are they going to realistically put a whole Amazon headquarters in D.C.? It's already congested. But, hey, who am I? There's a will, there's a way, I guess. Um, So, I'll, I'll keep my toast this week is actually going to be a toast to, to Blackish. So, the last episode of Blackish, um, they had a whole, they had a, a bunch of different things going on. But one of the things that was happening was, uh, um, what's her character? Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross's character, Rainbow. Rainbow is a mother. She's online and she was kind of having this like these debates as a doctor with uh, other moms about vaccines. And they kind of, of course, they the way that they they handle blackish, it's always, of course, it's a comedy. So it's always funny. But Ruby, um, grandma, who's my favorite character, um, was kind of like going in on her. But I'm I'm toasting. She was to- going in on her because she was Rainbow was getting upset with the comments, and she was really trying to change people's minds online. And she was so frustrated because people weren't, you know, getting her and understanding her. And she kept going back and forth and having all these comments in these forums. And she's really trying to like, you know, pull out facts and evidence and numbers and trying to get them to see it. Really trying to prove it to them. And essentially, she had to realize that yo online you're likely not going to change somebody's opinion that comes in like vehemently disagreeing with you you're not going to change their opinion because they're not here to hear what you have to say they're here to prove their point and they are going to find every reason to prove that point and not listen to what you have to say even if you're an expert in that area and so I thought it was dope because it reminded me of myself. And I remember I used to get into heated debates on Facebook with people about uh, politics and, and, and religion and anything, honestly. And I was trying to like hit people with the facts. I remember this one time I literally it was a long post and I was like getting bullets and I put in like links so you can read more information about it. Like I was just getting it, trying to get people to see 
And then I kept having the same <laughs> arguments with the same people and people were like, shut up, you stupid, you dumb. You don't know a person will find a place like where you might like miss a comma or you'll misspell a word and they'll be like, see, you don't know anything. Look, you misspelled this word. And it's like, yo, I just wrote like a hundred lines of of response you wrote like three lines like obviously you're not gonna miss a word and so it was interesting though because i i I love the fact that they they drive home they were driving home this idea and doing it in a way that like people can dissect it which is like honestly it's kind of a waste of your time to try to change someone's mind online i think it's okay to interact online is good to interact with people to engage people to obtain knowledge, to share knowledge, and even to disagree with somebody. But at some point in time, you got to realize that you have to, you can't be that emotionally invested in it because if you are, you're going to end up looking like boo boo the fool because people literally trolling you. People are trolling you just to get a rise because they see you keep responding to it and they just kicking it. They don't even care. Like It's not that big a deal. So I'm toasting to uh, blackish because I felt like the way that they handled that, it was I can identify with it. And it was funny as heck. And I just think Ruby is like the person, the grandma that everybody needs. She crazes a bed bug. You know, she loves black Jesus and uh, black people. And it just, I think she's everything to everybody. So shout out to Blackish. <laughs> shout out to Blackish. I still need to catch up on that show. I'm so behind. Yeah. Um, we're going to leave y'all with our good vibe. Today's good vibe is your words are a faint whisper. Your behavior is a mighty shout. Hey, we listen to what people, we see what people do and not just listen to what they say here at Brunch Culture. That's it. So uh, we encourage you to do the same thing because actions always speak louder than words. Always. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, y'all, thank you for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. We appreciate y'all tuning in every single week. Um, and even the weeks we take off, y'all uh, make sure we know that y'all want another episode. So we really, really appreciate that. You can listen to all our past episodes at brunchculturebc.com. You can um, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, um, and iHeartRadio by searching Brunch Culture. You can follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture, hashtag ChatPC on all platforms. We would love to interact with you guys. And you can email us at BrunchCultureBC at gmail.com. We have some awesome stuff coming up. And um, yeah, remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.